Welcome to another inspirational message from Church on the Rock Pile. Thank you for listening. And if you would like more information, you can visit us at www.therockchurch.co.za. Hi, and welcome to our online service today. You know, I've been thinking about how we live in a world where we are constantly pushed to accomplish our dreams. We're encouraged to rise higher, overcome obstacles, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But as long as we are only focused on ourselves, we will get stuck. And so if you're ready for today's message, I want to encourage you to speak out and say it like you mean it. My heart's open. My mind's ready. I won't be the same again in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's get into it. You know, you need to know that as we walk with God, He will bring opportunities and people across our path so that we can be a blessing. And I believe that we are called to make a difference. And when we take time to serve, I'm talking about serve, to take food to someone in our life group, or I'm talking about somebody who, who, who is not well, and you're there for them, you know, or to clean them in the office, even though you didn't make the mess in the first place, or, or to mentor that young man who doesn't have a father. I believe that in doing things like that, it allows God to take us higher. When you serve others, a new level of favor is released in your life. And today, we seem to think we have to bully, you know, and push and, and dominate and manipulate and even intimidate our way to the top. But the truth is, you can serve your way to the top. And the Bible says that when Job prayed for his friends, he got well. When he served others, he went higher. Something powerful happens when you take your mind off yourself and you go out and touch another life. Are you serving anyone? Ask yourself that. Are you serving anyone besides you? Are you doing something for others outside of your job description? We are living in a world where everybody is waiting for somebody else to do it. Oh, well, the municipality should do it. Ah, oh, man, it's the government's job. The government should do it. I pay my taxes. But I believe we can make a huge difference in this world if we live to serve. Are you looking for ways to be a blessing? Maybe if we were, we would be happier. We would live a longer life. We're not just focused on accomplishing our own dreams, but on being a blessing so that others may live. I believe with all my heart that we would have more joy and live more fulfilled if we learned how to serve. I also believe the reason some people are not happy is that they only think about themselves. My dreams, my goals, my problems, my ways, my family. Come on, stop. As I look at the world around me, and I say this respectfully, a lot of people need to take a break from themselves. It's definitely not healthy to have you on your mind all the time. I mean, so many people who, when God moves incredibly in their life, you know, they make it all about them. You know, what they did, and God kind of gets a backseat. What's that? You know, take a break from you. Take a break from what's upsetting you, what you want, what you're believing for, and go and be good to somebody else. You know, I've often spoken seed time and harvest. And when you serve others, I believe you are sowing a seed. The Bible is clear. We reap what we sow. And if you're not getting any good breaks, you need to ask yourself, am I giving any good breaks? Am I showing people favor? Am I going the extra mile in serving them? 
Or am I just doing the bare minimum of what's required? Isaiah 58, 7, it says this. When you feed the hungry, when you clothe the naked, when you help those in need, then your light will break forth like the dawn and your healing will quickly come. You know, we are waiting for the light to break forth and healing, you know, the promotion to come along. No, the question is, have you done the first part? Have you served and have you been a blessing? You know, when that colleague at work says that their car's in the garage and, and they haven't got transport for a while, do you say, hey, let me pick you up. I'll come past tomorrow morning and I'll pick you up for work. That is serving. That single mom who's struggling to pay the rent and you go, hey, just let me buy you some food for your groceries this month. You've just fed the hungry. You know that cocky little guy at work that doesn't understand the computer program. Hey, let me help you with this, you know. I'll stay off to work and teach you what I know. When you make it your business to serve, you will see breakthrough in your own life. I believe that's when we see doors open that we couldn't open ourselves. Nobody may see what you're doing. You know, I know people who buy other people's food and give it to a third party to pass it on to them. And nobody sees. Maybe nobody has ever, ever stopped to thank you. Nobody's reimbursed you for your supplies. Here's the key. God sees everything. I mean everything. And he's keeping record. The Bible says what you do in secret, God will reward in the open. So don't worry if you're not getting the credit. Don't get discouraged if the people around you don't thank you. God sees your sacrifice. He sees you buying supplies for your student, taking care of your friend, you know, who isn't well, whatever. He sees you giving up on your evenings to come and sing in the worship team or getting up early to sweep the front of the building. God knows how to thank you. He knows how to open the windows of heaven just for you. I don't believe you can be good to somebody else without God being good back to you. Now, that's not the reason why we do it. Not at all. But it's the heart of God and how He is. And when you give, He gives back. When you show favor, He shows you more favor. And I've been thinking recently about people who volunteer in the community and around, like you people online. You know, connecting with people and, and touching lives. You know, maybe some of you visit people that are sick in hospital or you, you help your neighbor or, or whatever it is. Maybe you give online. You know, to some of you who serve and make a difference, you've never heard anybody say thank you to you in person at all. I mean, no one. And I want you to know that I'm today saying thank you to you. Thank you for what you do in your community to those around you. But what is more important is what the Most High God thinks of you. Because His blessing will take you to places that you never ever thought you could go. Sometimes people don't want to serve because it seems so small, so insignificant. But actually, on the way to the big things, God will test us with the little things. So don't talk yourself out of going the extra mile and serving, you know. Serving your family, getting up early, taking care of the children, making the bed every morning and supper every night. Nobody may be saying thank you. It may feel so unnoticed, but God sees what you are doing. And I believe that's what leads to new levels in our lives. Maybe during COVID, you know, you lost your job. Now you've got a new job and you think it's kind of beneath you. You know that you were born and meant for more. And it's so easy to think, you know, you know what? 
when I get promoted, when I get to a new level, then I'll be my best. Then I'll give it my all. But you have to first serve where you are with a good attitude. If you don't give your best in that position, in other words, if you don't do more, then you have to think God won't open something bigger for you. I don't believe it. Or maybe you want to be in ministry one day and, and you want to do something significant for God. But to be honest, churches aren't looking for pastors. They need volunteers. I mean, we need volunteers everywhere. And you can offer kids' church. Kids' church needs volunteers. But you could be offended. I don't want to take care of kids. I want to preach in the pulpit. It may seem small, but it's a key to you rising higher. It may not be the main thing in your heart, but it leads to the main thing. You can't skip that step and reach your destiny. I'm telling you now, success is not a lift or an elevator. It's a set of stairs. God leads us step by step by step. That's why we always say, what's your next step? Will you serve even though it seems so insignificant? That's what David did. He was anointed to be the next king of Israel when he was 17 years old. The prophet Samuel chose him over and above his seven brothers. So he knew he was destined to do great things. And God had put this incredible promise in his heart. But he didn't go straight to the palace. He went back to look after sheep. Yes, he went back to look after sheep just as he had been doing for years. One day his father asked him to take a happy meal to his brothers who were in the army. David could have said, hey dad, I'm not an errand boy. Why should I listen to you? I'm a key person. You know, you saw Samuel anointing me. I'm not going to serve my brothers. In fact, they should be serving me. Don't you know who I am? He could have been too proud to help. Instead, he set out with the lunch and when he got to the camp, he heard Goliath, the champion of the Philistine army, taunting the Israelites and taunting their God. You know, if David had not been willing to serve in a small area, taking his brothers their lunch, he would never have met Goliath. His purpose was hidden in what seemed to be something insignificant. You have to be willing to do something small for somebody else's benefit before God will trust you with something great. I really believe that. David was launched into his destiny by delivering sandwiches. You, know, you would think that when God anointed him to be king, he would have said, David, your next step is to go and meet with the commander of the army. You need to go to the palace and start strategizing with all the military leaders. But no, God said, your next step is to take your brothers some lunch. I wonder if a new level is waiting for you in what seems insignificant. Don't put off opportunities to do good to those who are around you, to serve people. I believe if we reach out into our world with random acts of kindness, this church uh, that you're part of watching online would not be big enough to contain us. Like David, you may have bigger things in your heart, Doing what's in front of you right now doesn't line up with your vision. But you're believing for something great. But you don't know what that small next step is going to lead you to. Don't push it aside. Your purpose could be waiting for you in your next step of service. That could be where you meet your Goliath. David was talking to people in the army and he found out that there was a huge reward for the person who defeated Goliath. 
whoever killed him would get one of the king's daughters as a wife. Plus, their whole family would be exempt from paying taxes. You know, it's one thing to not pay taxes, but when you marry the king's daughter, your status changes. David came from a pretty ordinary family. They were shepherds, but with one defeat, he could become royalty. That would change his family's line forever, forever. When King Saul heard that this young man called David was interested in fighting Goliath, the Bible says that Saul sent for him. David only went to take a happy meal, and now he's standing in the presence of the king. It's amazing what can happen when you serve. Just being faithful, just doing something that seems insignificant and repetitive. But you don't know when you're going to get called in. Promotion does not come from people. It comes from the Lord, Psalm 75, 6 and 7 tells us. And when it's your time, it's your time. God will cause you to be seen. He will cause you to be in the right place at the right time. David went out with a slingshot, flung the rock and defeated Goliath. Overnight, he became royalty. He went from struggling out in the fields and being poor to having more than enough. And not just for him, for his entire family. There are moments in your future where, like David, because you are serving, giving of yourself, helping others, God is going to suddenly thrust you to a new level. He knows how to bring promotion into your life. One touch of his favor doesn't only affect you, but can impact your entire family. And you may not see how this could happen, but neither did David. He was just delivering an ordinary lunch. You don't know who you are impacting by doing what you are doing. Being faithful, and I'm telling you, you be faithful, and God will make things happen that you never ever dreamed could happen. Now, David didn't deliver the food looking for an opportunity. He didn't say, you know, if I do this, then I'm going to get a good break. No, you know, he wasn't with this attitude of maybe I'll make an important contact now, you know. Maybe if I do this, I'll, I'll be able to meet the king. He didn't have his own agenda. He wasn't on his own mission or trying to manipulate things. He was just faithfully serving somebody else, his father doing what his father asked, and the opportunity came to him. When you're serving others with pure motives, you are serving God. You are honoring God. You don't have to make things happen in your own strength. You don't have to try and convince people to like you. You know, talk them into opening the doors that you want open now. No, you just keep doing your best where you are, going the extra mile, serving with your whole heart, and the blessings will come to you. Promotion, the right people, the favor for the dreams that you have, that you believe for, will find you. God is watching to see how we respond in the difficult times. When we could slack off or sour or become bitter. You know, you have to be faithful in the wilderness before God will take you into the promised land. When you keep serving with excellence when no one is watching, serving on your day off, when it doesn't look like the circumstances around you will ever change. You know, one day, like David, you will come into a destiny moment. God will open a door bigger than you ever believed for in your life. But it always starts behind the scenes when no one 
is watching. You may have a dream to own your own business or your own ministry, but right now you are working for someone else. You're in a proving season. You need to do all you can to help them succeed. Because if you don't give it your best, where you are at, doors won't open for you. Your world will just become smaller and smaller. You know, it's been said, you have to carry a crown before you can wear one. Did you hear me? You've got to be able to carry a crown before you wear one. But Mark, I'm wanting somebody to serve me. I want somebody to help me be successful. You know, I've got my plans. I know what I want. The Bible is very clear. And it says in Luke 16, verse 12. And if you have not been faithful in what is another man's, who will give you what is your own? Every day you need to get to work with a good attitude and give it your best. Every time you are singing in the worship team, you know, ushering somebody to their seat, if you're part of the church here, you know, and you're online with us, maybe it's pushing a broom in our foyer, I don't know what, or maybe it's helping a friend with their project or helping somebody at work go to the next level. You are being faithful to another person's dream. You know, you're showing God that he can trust you with your own. I believe he wants you to rise higher and he wants to give you more influence and opportunities than you've ever had before. But how faithful are you with where you are at right now? The question is, are you carrying somebody else's crown? Are you helping somebody else succeed? It's amazing how many people are looking for a church or ministry to serve their ministry, looking for a platform to promote themselves and wonder why the breaks never come. In 1 Kings 19, God told the prophet Elijah to anoint a young man named Elisha as his replacement. He saw Elisha and he was out playing in a field and he went over to him and threw his cloak over him and it re represented his mantle and was an invitation for Elisha to work for him. Maybe Elisha had his own dream of being, you know, in ministry. Uh, there was a big chance, you know, of him saying something like, Elijah, I'd love to work for you, but what will my position be? In fact, it, it intimates that. You know, he thought he was going to be on the platform leading the people. And I can hear Elisha saying, no, I don't need anybody on the platform. I don't need anybody in the limelight. I need you to get my food, bring my water, set up my tent, wash my clothes. He didn't tell Elisha that, you know, he was his replacement. He didn't say that God had told him to anoint him. No, Elisha could have said, I would love to do it, but I don't want to be in the background. I don't want to serve in a menial position. I have big things in my heart. Instead, Elisha was someone who understood the principle that I'm talking about, that you have to carry a crown before you can wear one. He faithfully served Elijah month after month, year after year. In fact, three times, Elijah tried to get rid of him and told him to stay in the city while he went further. And Elisha wouldn't do it. He was so committed and faithful that he went with him everywhere. When Elijah was taken to heaven in a whirlwind, Elisha received a double portion of his anointing, a double blessing, and he performed twice as many miracles as his predecessor had done. It would never have happened 
if he had not served Elijah for all those years. Listen to me. Don't discount the power of serving, of being faithful and helping somebody else succeed. But Mark, I have my own dreams, you know, and they're now falling behind. No, your time is coming. If you remain faithful, there's a Goliath moment for you. A suddenly where God is going to thrust you into a new level. You are never wasting time serving others. It's a part of God's plan. You've got to know that. You cannot and will not reach your destiny without being faithful to another person's dream. You know, that is showing God that he can trust you with what he has for you. God gave a young man called Joseph a dream that one day he would be a leader and his family would bow down before him. But he was betrayed by his brothers and then sold into slavery. He worked for a man named Potiphar, a high-ranking military official in the Egyptian army. Joseph had every right to become bitter, to slack off. His own family turned against him. But instead of being discouraged, he kept excelling where he was, doing more than what was required. Potiphar noticed and put him in charge of his whole household. Even when it's not fair, you can serve your way up. If you become angry and take offenses, that's where you'll stop. People notice when you go the extra mile. And so I want to challenge you to be so excellent at work that your company can't make it without you. When your supervisors or your boss look at you, they should say, whoa, hey, they're above average. They are always on time, always doing more than they have to, always helping solve problems, not just point them out. Listen, if you leave and nobody misses you, if everything still runs just as smoothly, then maybe they don't need you. If you want job security, then you need to be so productive and go above and beyond that there is a gap that is very noticeable when you're not there. It doesn't mean that you're the most talented person or some kind of genius. No, it means you know how to serve well. Joseph was eventually put into prison for something that he didn't do. Well, let's be honest. Now he should be sour. You know, now he should just slack off. He should isolate himself and keep to himself. But no, he kept on being his best. His best, so much so that the prison warden put him in charge of the entire prison. Here he is, betrayed, but still serving. And he's still serving faithfully, with excellence, even though it's not fair. I believe that gets God's attention and that got God's attention. One night, Pharaoh had a dream that no one could understand. Word reached him that there was a young prisoner, a slave named Joseph, who could interpret dreams. So he called for him. And suddenly, Joseph was standing in the palace in front of the one, and this one that he was standing in front of was the most powerful person at that time in the entire world. The betrayal, the bad break, the injustice, it was all just a test. God was saying, Joseph, will you serve me through it all? Through everything that's taken place? Will you serve me through the rejection, through the lonely nights? You know, will you serve me when you're hurting? Listen to me. When you face big challenges, it's because God has a big destiny in front of you. And Joseph passed the test. He not only served his way up, but he served his way out. He interpreted the dream and Pharaoh was like, whoa, man, I'm so impressed. 
I'm saying Preston, but this guy, I'm going to make him uh, uh, the prime minister of the whole of Egypt. Come out of prison. You're going to be the new prime minister. You know, when you go through tough situations, maybe even unfair situations, don't get bitter. Keep serving. Keep being faithful. Keep helping somebody else succeed so that they may live. That difficulty isn't there to stop you. It's there to promote you. Now you do your part and serve your way out. Not negative, complaining with a long face. Oh, well, Mark said on Sunday that I must do it, so I'm going to do it, but I'm telling you it's unfair. Listen to me. You can do the right thing with the wrong attitude and still miss your blessing. God is not looking at just what we do. He's looking at the attitude of our heart. It's about the heart. Psalm 102 says this, Serve the Lord with what? Gladness. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. In other words, serve him with a smile. Go to work with a good attitude. Sing in the choir with joy. Too many people are serving with sadness and they wonder why nothing's changing in their life. If David would have taken the lunch to his brothers with a sour attitude, complaining, I truly don't believe he would have met Goliath. If Elisha would have served, you know, but be negative, I don't believe he would have received the double portion that God gave him. Listen to me. Too many Christians are missing the blessing because deep down they are sour. If you're doing the right thing, make sure you're doing it with gladness because you are not working under people. You are not just serving your company, the church, the ministry, your neighbor or friend. No, you are serving the creator of the entire universe, the one who flung the stars into space, who breathed life into you. You may not be in a place where you want to be. It may be difficult. Like Joseph, serve your way out. Keep being the best you can be. Remaining humble. Don't discount the small things like taking your brothers a little happy meal. That small act of service is leading to the big things that God has in store for you. You need to believe for it. To all of you that are watching me, that serve faithfully, you go the extra mile with a great attitude. You know, it's like in our church. I like look at the people serving here and I go, oh my goodness, we are so blessed. You know, I believe we serve a God who opens new doors. He can place you in a position where you're not just carrying a crown, but you are wearing your crown. And you will serve, and as you serve, you will see your dream come to pass. And it's because you've been faithful in serving. I believe in the life of this church, breakthroughs are coming. Promotions are coming. And I want to challenge you, in the chat room, when something good happens, just make a note of it. Let us know because we want to celebrate with you. Healings are coming and you're watching me right now. You need to believe it. You need to believe it. They are coming. There are new levels to your destiny in Jesus' name. Now, if you receive this message, come on. Why don't you just say thank you, God, for your goodness. Thank you, God, that you've got great plans for my life. I believe it. I trust you believing it too. Let's pray. You know, right now, I want to give you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. And if that is you, would you please just pray this simple prayer right now? It's so, it's so simple. Just say this, Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart today. I am making you my Lord 
and my Savior. I pray this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. If you prayed that prayer, I believe God has heard you. He's gone before you. And you've just been what we call born again. Your spirit has come alive to the things of God. You need to get into a relationship with other like-minded people. And in doing so, I believe you'll keep God first place in your life. And so until we meet again, share hope, show kindness, and shine Jesus.